Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Kimmy. I'm, oh my fucking God, are you kidding me? me. Leave it in. Do you know why? I was writing your name in my notes. I was saying second sticks for Kimmy and Liza for the class. You must leave this. And I I was typing your name. And you know when you're typing a thing and it comes out of your Oh, beautiful. Hi, I'm going to leave this in because fucking who cares? Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we're joined by Carlin. Thank you for being here again, Carlin. We're pumped. This is 51 First Dates. I forgot that part. Um, Thank you for having me. Of course. Guys, we're already doing so well. Crushing it. How how is it going to get better? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're so happy you're here. I'm happy to be talking to you guys on this Sunday of of Daylight Savings, where I feel like a sun goddess because it's still light out at 4.30 on the East Coast. So late. And I I feel like a zombie, even though it was only an hour difference and I still slept in. I just, I don't know, I'm struggling with the time difference, though I'm very grateful for the sun. And we're very grateful for you. Let's do some quick biz um, so we don't bore Carlin slash all of you, actually. Um, We love all the fun support you've been giving us, including reviews, because we got a a review that told us we weren't inclusive because we don't like... Trumpy things. Um, and so thank you for flooding our Apple reviews with, you know, nicer reviews that are a little bit more fair, I will say. I got a little angsty about that. I'll never grow up and just move on. We are so glad that you're reading our newsletter, Precious Gems, on Substack. We will link it, but please keep tuning in. This last week I tried to connect Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's interview and Married at First Sight and like the awfulness there. It was it was a little rough, but read that one um and follow us on instagram at five one first dates pod where we're i feel like i'm trying to do more fun things you be the judge of that and join our secret facebook group we have some very juicy listener questions from that liza am i doing okay i'm doing better than normal but not as well as you do you're crushing <laughs> it no you're absolutely doing this in like 50 percent of the words i usually take to do anything um But yes, please check out all of these amazing things. They're all linked below. And um, we appreciate you much. And we're going to jump into Consumption Corner. But as a reminder, um, based on on a listener's suggestion, we are now putting all of our Consumption Corner picks into the newsletter. So if we talk about stuff and you're like, hey, I would like to listen to that and click a link to do it, you can subscribe to the newsletter and like it'll be at the bottom, even if you don't want to read the newsletter. Like it. And it's free. You'll get one email a week. Sometimes an extra discussion thread, but you can always unsubscribe. But please stay subscribed and tell your friends. I think it's fun. It's more fun the more involved you all get. So thank you. And before we hop into Consumption Corner, we are going to, today on the docket, our agenda for this episode is an update from Carlin about Mr. Old Fashioned to juicy listener questions with text exchanges that we are going to read back and forth. I think that'll be fun. Um... A lot going on in the secret Facebook group, and I think, Carlin, we can get into this more, but just generally a lot of themes in pandemic dating where we have to be more reliant on texting and developing text chemistry, and even once you've hung out with someone, you know, understanding that the way someone communicates or meets your needs or does not meet your needs on text versus real life 
that that seems to be a theme. Basically, a lot of dudes out there fucking up because they say certain things on text and they don't do them IRL. Uh, but we have, I, I think, yeah, we're going to try to explore that theme of who are you on text versus who are you in real dates and life. Um, but we won't do it that deeply. Okay. Is that about right? That's kind of what yes. we're exploring. Great. Carlin's left. She's like, guys, I'll be back. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> These bitches just going on and on. Okay. Um, yeah. Shall we jump into consumption? consumption. Yeah. Who's going first? I watched Carlin, the... Carlin, talking. Yes. Um, I <laughs> always feel like I'm so bad at this because I always watch things that are like several days, months, years late. But I finally watched The Flight Attendant on... Oh, Yeah. HBO. I didn't know what. I think sometimes I'm pretty sure it's described as like a comedy, which it's not that it wasn't funny. I don't know. It was, I would, uh, I mean, it was really good, but I think maybe like my biggest takeaway, and maybe because like just like personally, like seeing this like reflected in like my mom is skosh like the alcoholism oh my gosh like yeah that poor girl like it was I, I I feel like I've never seen like such a depiction of that like where the focus isn't like them like going to mm-hmm. it. it's like seeing how it actually is like happening in life and like these little bits and pieces where people in like other people in her life are like telling her like you have a problem and it's like, no, I don't. And even for a while, I was like, no, she doesn't. She's fine. But then as the episodes go along, it's like, oh, my goodness, you have you should get that checked out, which I don't think was like the point of the series. But I think it was still actually like really well done, at least, you know, from someone mm-hmm. who like doesn't suffer from alcoholism. But I don't know. I just like that to me was like. I feel like I learned a lot from that. Like, wow, it can just like kind of slip away. It also made me want to be like a flight attendant. I was like, I don't really like my job right now. So what if I did this? And like, would that be fun for me? It wouldn't. Carlin, maybe that's it. I don't know. Carlin and I were texting about like, (laughs) how do we get different jobs? Right. Like, how do we manifest Um, like our dream situations? I don't think, I don't know. But on the topic of like getting up early and like, I could like do that. I wouldn't be like offended by that. I could do that. Oh, God, I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's know. a good point though. That show, like, about that sh- the fact that that show was about alcoholism, but it wasn't about someone trying to get sober. Like, it, alcoholism wasn't the central like mission of the protagonist. Like, mm-hmm. that is a very kind of interesting thing. And yeah, it was that series was cool, man. I always like when I watch something and I'm like, oh, there's nothing else like this. Yeah, yeah, yes. Right. And then I was also like, how are they doing a second season? Like, does she always see... Also, the guy, the actor of the guy that something bad happens to. Spoiler alert. I'm sure everybody's watched it. Um, I've obviously seen that actor before. I was like, you're way too hot to be killed off. Like, for some... And I was like, they're going to extend this somehow. And then when they saw it, finally did it, I was like, oh, okay, there you go. Because I was like, this yeah. doesn't add up. <laughs> Um, that guy is stupid hot. So it is stupid. But like, also, if he got murdered in a bed next to me, I'd also be like, "You could come back and haunt me. That would be fine." Like, I would, you know, <laughs> let's let's get it, let's get it going. <laughs> you got the sight. You, you could have a right. Fall. Like, it would be. I'd be like, "I'll see you in my dreams later tonight." 
It'll be Ghost, <laughs> the remake ghost. of Ghost that I'm ah! sure is coming at some point. Uh, so, so I feel like you can't remake that movie because like what makes it so good are like the shoddy visuals mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean mainly the shoddy visuals of like like the ghosts and everything. Not Patrick yeah. Swayze's ghost, but the other ghosts, the demons, I guess. Anyway. Mm. Um, Carlin, can I just bring it back to you being a flight attendant? I actually think you'd crush it. Cause <laughs> oh you gosh, are thank you. Like I even like I, I I guess I don't know a ton about the job outside of this show, but the way you're Same. a giver and I think you're thoughtful, like I think you'd do that in a way with like passengers who were like you'd know what to get them, especially like a fancy flight attendant. I feel like you would just really crush it. I I see it. I'm not saying you have to do it, but I, I see it and I like it. And I would I love definitely to definitely have to people. be a fancy one. I think also while I am like a giver, I am just like a skosh sassy and have a bit of an attitude. So like if I got someone like mm-hmm. speaking of being fair and covering all bases, like a Trump person like in my <laughs> aisle and they were taught, I'd be like, ma'am, you got to get the fuck out of my face. Like I'm not coming back yeah. over here. Please stop talking to me like that and looking at me like that. <laughs> yeah. So I... I would just feel, or if they were, you know, just started spouting like conspiracy theories, I would be like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's like why you would be so good at it, though. Like, I feel like flight attendants also have to be fucking badasses mm-hmm. and like be able to be like, no, sir, you're drunk. Like, oh, sit damn. down, put your mask over your nose. You're right. Like, you're done. You have to be like <laughs> a fancy mean mom, which is totally my brand. <laughs> like, if, you know, <laughs> come on. Oh my gosh, is this my future? It might be your future. <laughs> like I would, like if you were the, the flight attendant, not fancy enough for you, Carlin, but if you happened to be on an early moment in your flight attendant career on that plane with Ted Cruz going to Cancun, I would love to watch that. Oh my gosh. The tact with I would, yeah, like, it, but yet right. the sass, but yet the everyone else loves you, that would be, I want to watch that video. How do you not call him out on like the mic? I would have been up there like, good morning, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. I just want to point out the fact that Ted Cruz is on this flight leaving his hometown of Texas while everybody doesn't have any power. Let's give a round of applause to this motherfucker. Like, I don't care. Fire me. Take me down. Take me down on this plane. (laughs) But then the clip would go viral and And, be on like, good morning, America and all this. It would be great. And it would be amazing. Oh my gosh! Yes, I still wish. Well, we solved your career we problem. Great. I <laughs> we're doing. I have so concerns well. about getting up that early, so we'll, we'll think about mine next. <laughs> week. I wish there was an unscripted <laughs> flight attendant show. I would love to watch oh. a reality. Or there was for there a while was. when we were in like middle school and high school, and it was about Southwest <gasps> specifically. And I remember it because I used to watch it with my aunt. Whoa! And yeah, we both just happened to. It was like on some. It was on TNT or some shit. Whatever, guys. When well, Kimmy's do it. Well, Kimmy's going with Consumption Corner. I'll look up what it's called because I want to shout it. It wasn't like very good. It was like an early reality show. But like, I loved it because I was like, what are these people's lives like? It's yeah. such a wild job to have. Yeah, but I'm so mad that it was, I missed that. I totally want to go back and see if it's well. I'm sure it's like on Hulu yeah. now. I'll, I'm gonna pull up the name, <laughs> Kimmy. Do you have any consumption to consumption? To, that to is consume? a really good way to ask that question because I really don't have any this week, and I'm so sorry. So I'm gonna maybe shout out some like aspirational things I really want to consume. I just haven't been watching any TV that's new. I've been watching old Thirty Rock. I watched the pilot the other day, which was just like. 
it's all funnier because of the Ilaria, Alec Baldwin of it all. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, but I think aspirationally, I had some friends talking about, heard some friends yesterday talking about the Woody Allen, Mia Farrow doc series on HBO. And I think the last episode, the fourth episode is coming out. So I, as I think trigger warning, obviously, I'm really curious about that. I will cop to the fact that when like certain accusations came out about Woody Allen, probably like what, however many years ago, like I was like a young girl in New Yorker who like wanted to be in film. And I was kind of like, no, there's no way that could be. And I just, I'm interested to see how my perspective has changed. Like, I feel like we've made some progress. Like if ignorant little me who likes to get her panties in a bunch about anything and everything was like kind of defensive of him, which is disgusting. I, I'm just, I'd like to watch it. I'd like to see it. I've heard it's disturbing, but that's aspirational. I also have seen like no Oscar movies. So I have two more aspirationals and one, I think this is my last day. Judas and the Black Messiah is on HBO Max and in theaters. And I think this is like the last day it's on HBO Max. So it's Sunday. So by the time this comes out, but so I, that's like, Kimmy, you must watch. And then I also, I haven't seen Nomadland yet, but I, I will watch it. But I, Liza, have you seen it? Okay. I have, I'm curious yeah. your thoughts. I'm not jazzed to watch it because I, I am. I want to support, you know, amazing female filmmakers, but I just, I don't know if it's my vibe right now. Uh, but also Minari, that's the other one I feel. That, that little boy is so darn cute. So I'm sorry. These are all aspirational, but... I feel broadly like these are movies I've heard enough good feedback on that I can recommend them, even though I haven't seen them yet. So that's mine. Well, I can vouch for Nomadland. It's not as heavy as I thought it would be. It's really beautiful. It like crept up on me. In the beginning, I was like, this is going to be slow, but beautiful. But Mm -hmm. like, I think I know what it's going to be. But it just wasn't. It was like all all done with a very like light touch that I really appreciate. Like it, it didn't feel... Like, I don't know why I thought it was going to be annoying, <laughs> not annoying, but I was just like, I feel like this, this like vagabond, I think it's like the vagabond category of movies has never really hit me. It's never, it's just never been my thing. Like I love a road trip movie. I love it. Like, there's like these kind of clumps of movie topics. There's just not infinite ones. And like vagabond movies are not my thing. It's really, really good. I really okay. liked it. And it's very pretty just to look at. Um, I also want to watch those other movies. And also, guys, I have an important update. This reality show was on A&E from 2004 to oh, 2005. Yeah. It was called Airline. And I can't, <laughs> I don't think it's streaming anywhere. <laughs> well, A&E, you got to get it out there because we all yeah, want to watch it. Yeah. Who owns A&E? Maybe it's on somebody's streaming service. Nobody. Disney and Hearst. Oh, that's, that's a good so, mm, it, it, it won't well, go. Come on, Disney Plus. All of their stuff is on Discovery Can Plus. Can you imagine so. seeing that on Disney Plus? That'd be so <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Um, then I'd watch it. However, you know, it was it ran for one season. And <laughs> I guess nobody liked it as much as me and my aunt. <laughs> Can I? Sorry. <laughs> this is really rude. I'm interrupting. But I just, I, I want to see if either of you have watched this because I don't recommend it. The Marriage or Mortgage show on Netflix that's getting pumped. Is it no, getting pumped I just too? saw like an ad Ugh. for it. And like, just like the picture of it, I don't know. I was like, what are, what's, what is this about? Is this like whether or not you spend the money on the wedding or you buy a house? Yeah, down payment or wedding. So like the oh, okay. one episode I watched, it was like $30,000 budget. 
and then the one woman does the house finding and then the other woman does the wedding planning but they don't like you they're not you're not HGTV you guys aren't crushing this like the format's not right no one's compelling the couple makes a stupid decision in my opinion like I just don't recommend it that's all sorry (laughs) I just had to get that out there it got served to me it's getting advertised to me Mm -hmm. hard and I almost watched it so I'm glad to have a first-hand take Instead on that. Of, like flipping back and forth between the two women being like, this is what your wedding would be like. This is what the house would. They do it in chunks. So you first learn all about what the wedding options are and then about the the house options. And I'm just like, when is the house not a better decision? Like that yeah. money could appreciate. Yeah. Any money you put into a wedding is going bye-bye. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that wedding like, better have like Beyonce as like a guest and a performer or something. Like I'd really to be like, you know, oh gosh, I just... Oh, yeah. I don't know how to decide. But yeah. if it's just like, you know, a regular like run of the mill, I'd be like, I'd obviously get the house. Like, I don't know. Buy the house and then just have the wedding at the yeah. house. Yeah. It's <laughs> like you'll have an empty house. You can throw a party right. Oh, there. my God. You know? You're right. Get, get, spend a couple hundred bucks on alcohol and go to Costco and get some chips. Mm, Costco. <laughs> and boom. Honestly, that's uh, so true. You know? Okay. Uh, Sorry. I just had to. My other... No, I'm really, really glad to have perspective on that because I almost hit go on it. And then I started watching Chappelle's show, which just came on to Netflix. Ooh. And it was a good decision. Yes, <laughs> I, I yes it was. Um, so the other thing. Oh, I watched two documentaries this week because I'm very erudite. I'm just kidding. I, I just <laughs> truly am like so out of TV shows. If anyone out there has any good. Like I've watched so much TV and I'm I'm running out. So um, my recommendations for the oh, so the first one is Crip Camp, mm. which have either of you guys seen that? Mm-mm. No, it's also on Netflix. It's about a summer camp for. It, it's like on the surface, it's about a summer camp for um, physically disabled people in the '60s, and it was like this hippie kind of heaven where all of these kids. Um, who had various physical disabilities were able to go and they loved it there. It was like this hippie haven paradise. They were all like smoking weed with the counselor. It was very like crunchy 60s vibes, like outdoor. Like it was it was um, a very like cool scene. And then the same group of people became like the biggest group of disability rights activists. And they were they were like the only reason the American with, Americans with Disabilities Act got passed. Mm-hmm. They started this massive political movement and they had like sit-ins and they occupied the town hall in San Francisco for like 12 days. And it was like full like 60s, 70s, like activism in all of its glory. And it was the core people were these people who went to camp together and realized like, oh, like people with disabilities should be able to live a life that is similar to people without disabilities, like go to public schools and use public transportation. Like, the, uh, they they go into the backstory of some of the, these people who were at the camp who became activists and they were like when they were five and their mothers brought them to the public schools the public schools were just like sorry like she's in a wheelchair so we can't like she can't get anywhere and also like it might be a fire hazard like if there's a fire what are we gonna do and like she just couldn't they just like couldn't go to public school like it's wild for people like us who didn't know this world but it just was really, really cool and super well done, and it's on Netflix. And I definitely like wept at the end. It was very like you just want them to get this bill passed so much. It hit a lot of hit a lot of uh, like very deep heartstrings. 
Um, so that was the first one. And then I also watched such a fun documentary and I'm trying to pull up what it was called, called Made You Look, also on Netflix, mm-hmm. which is about an, a, an, a huge art con. This Ooh. woman, the, these people who sold like $80 million of fake art, like Jackson Pollock's and these like really big artists. And they pulled this huge con on like the wealthiest art um connoisseurs and it's all like super fancy bougie you know billionaires who are like buying this like they basically conned the fanciest gallery in new york the fanciest art dealership in new york (laughs) it's not called a dealership that's for cars (laughs) they conned the fanciest art dealer in new york to like sell these paintings and so all of these really rich and fancy people bought them because the dealer like vouched for them and there's all this stuff whatever it's just really fun and really good and really well-made. And it was a rare thing. that, Like, it's not trash. It's like a very well-made documentary. But it doesn't make you... F- it's like fun. Because it's just like, well, you guys are idiots. You shouldn't be spending $8 million on a painting. Like, the world doesn't need you to do that. Like, we there's a lot of better things you could do with $8 million. So for me, you know, uber rich people... I don't care too much if they lose $8 million and it was fun and funny. And also I love con artist stuff. Like I just, that's, I think it's just like fascinating how con artists work. I watch, I'm going to get conned because I'm talking about, (laughs) but it just was like fun. I don't know. There was something about it where it's very fucked up. No one should commit crimes, but there, it was like an art heist, but it's a real thing that happened in like 2010. So, and I had never heard of it, even though I like lived in New York for a part of that. Um, Anyway, very, very fun. Would highly recommend both on Netflix. I'm going to have to watch that one. That's, yeah, I, I very much want to watch that. Yeah, it's just like there's like this question about if the woman who worked at the art dealership was basically it's like, is this art dealer in on it or is she an idiot? And like that to me is a fun thing. Like every, it's almost like serial when you were like, like, did Adnan do it? Like every time they came back to this woman, I was like, are you dumb or are you so smart? <laughs> like that was like a fun thing to play. So like high recommendation for both of those. Very. Yes. <laughs> Very yes. Okay. Very yes. That's great. I'm inspired. I promise I won't be delinquent next week. You don't need to watch. We've all been sitting inside watching content for a year. It's okay if you need like a content break. That's I don't true. even know what I've been doing with my time though otherwise. So well, working with us. <laughs> Okay, let's get into our our Mistral fashion update, oh, yeah. and then we'll take a break right after. Perfect. Yeah. So I have um, a tab for this one, and I guess just to, before it's queued up or whatever. So this um, taxi cab was recorded um, after, like, the cookie date. So um, we had, like, had that, like, kerfuffle where we were going to have the dinner date, and then he decided to go on a ski trip and send me that fucking bro emoji that I hate. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then we made up and had a conversation about, like, my needs and, like, why that wasn't cool with me, and then had the cookie date, and that was really nice, and then this taxi cab happened. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> so I'm doing another recording post a non-existent date with Mr. Old Fashioned. <sighs> this time he had gone out with friends or something the night before and I guess drank too much and so he's incredibly hangover, hungover. Um, which obviously, I mean, we've 
all been there, but he's so hungover that we can't hang out today. And I'm just, uh, I'm not having fun. And he wouldn't even tell me that like, you know, oh, I'm too hungover. We're, we can't hang out today. It was like 4 p.m. And I was like, so I'm assuming we're not hanging out. And he was like, you're right. I just feels like so shitty. So it's like, why do I have to like bring it up and confirm that we're not hanging out? Like it's essentially like I'm rejecting myself because he can't do it or doesn't want to do it. I don't know. I just, there are moments where he's so like emotionally mature and like shows emotional intelligence as Bennett would reference. Um, But then there are moments like this where I'm like, (laughs) dude, how old are you? And he's 29, by the way. (laughs) God damn it. God damn it. I'm laughing because you ended it with just a sigh. (laughs) (laughs) At the end was just like, like, <laughs> which that's what I feel like. And anytime someone's like, "How's it going, Mr. Old Fashioned?" I'm just like, <sighs> "Yeah." Well, it was. This is a pet peeve of mine when people don't actually bail. Like when people like make you ask. You know. Yeah, we talk about this with first dates all the time, and then it's a stranger, so I almost have more sympathy, Carlin. Warning, just based on that taxi cab, which I haven't heard until right now, I'm going to be a little harsh on him for a moment, but then you can update us. I feel like when this happens, even with a first date, we're, there's kind of a point where you're like, oh, you shouldn't have to pull teeth. This aligns with both of the text conversations we're going to read from two different listener questions of like, you shouldn't have to pull teeth. Like, it's just respect at the end of the day for your time. And I thought it was telling when you said like, this is not fun and he's not making it fun and I don't think it feels like he knows how, he knows better you know what I mean there's not a lot of excuses for just being like yeah I guess I'm too hungover you shouldn't have to ask for that um this isn't very clear but basically I'm pissed I'm pissed <laughs> yeah I think it was just and I feel like even when I say it like you know oh well, he's hungover so it's like not It's not like the being hungover. Like Hattie said, like, oh, hey, I'm sorry. I drank way too much last night. I don't feel well enough to hang out today. But if we could do something else and like, let's do like easy peasy. Like I can't. And and then like, but like he couldn't say that. And by the way, like when I texted him at like 4 p.m., like, so we're not hanging out. Like he had already texted me like at 10 a.m. saying that he was hungover. So there were like several hours for him to like say something, but most of the texts throughout the day were like, you know, oh, hangovers, oh, like day long hangovers, oh. like, you know, so like I obviously like setting it up like, oh, hey, I don't feel well. We can't hang out today. But like, you can't just say it. I, yeah. I, I, which then either like, so, you know, I'm going to be like, you know, that you did something like, quote unquote, wrong. And so you don't want to like fess up to it. So, but then you're going to make me do it. So then it's just like too like levels of like disrespect and like just so I kept thinking of the word like thoughtless like there's just like no thought there whatsoever and if there's like a skosh of a thought it's like only for himself and like how to like make you know make good out of this and then afterwards when he was like yeah we're not hanging out and he's like talk tomorrow like for FaceTime and I was just and I 
just didn't say anything. It's like, why the, no, no. I should have just said, no, I'm not interested in that. If you want to get your shit together and like see me in person, then you can let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just, <laughs> for every, I think the frustrating thing is like when people say like, you know, oh, I'm too busy. Like that's his thing a lot. Like, you know, oh, he works late which I totally get but then anything like unless you're like literally working like 24 hours a day seven days a week like anything else that you do like you make a choice like you he chooses to do all these things like I mean I I mean I don't know the exact like equation of what makes me (laughs) hungover but like I would know like oh do I need to do anything tomorrow nope let's get crazy like you know that's that's I mean, I think you learn that pretty quick, like as soon as you start drinking, like, you know, as a young person. Um, And so I think like, to me, like, even though he probably like wouldn't view it this way, like, I think that's the thing that is difficult for me. Because like, by choosing to drink that much, you're choosing to not hang out with me the next day. Yeah. So. <laughs> and choosing to make you technically cancel the plans. I think that's the part right. that like is I hear your why you're irritated and it just reminds me again. I'm going to compare these things, but this I don't know what's the latest update. So, but when I would like I had a few situations like this, but like be in a situationship and like have to do this work for someone else rather than them just like manning the fuck up and saying whether it was like I can't hang today or like I really don't want a relationship (laughs) like not that's not your situation I'm thinking of a specific thing with me where I would like have to do the work eventually and I think sometimes men are so afraid of even on more micro levels like canceling plans or being a bad man or being like a you know the kind of men that memes are made about that they don't end up just being more straightforward and they make women again super heteronormative here but do some of the heavy lifting around that And that's frustrating because it shouldn't be on one person more than the other. Um, Everyone's allowed to fuck up for sure and get hungover. But he should have just been like, he should have just made the decision. He put it on you. The same way a lot of men I dated put the decision of like having the relationship, define the relationship talk on me. Um, And I was always too timid to like have that talk, which was its own problem. But anyway, it just like hearing you, like that pisses me off. I just, I feel like I, yeah it's been interesting for me to like have like literally all the possible emotions that could ever exist about this. Um, and I think I'm to the point that I definitely want to talk it through and at least like here. I just, I just, I don't know. Like not that in my head, I'm like, you know, Oh, I want to hear him say like, right. I don't think about you in those moments. And even though obviously he would like never say mm-hmm. that or admit that. I don't know. I guess I'm trying to, And I feel like I feel like I'm also hesitant to say that I don't want to completely write him off because I can imagine people saying like, oh, my gosh, no, you deserve better. And like, yes, I, I know that I deserve better from this person. I guess I'm not. I'm not sure that I want to 100 percent say that I can't get better from this person or receive more from him. Um, but I think part of it, which is perfect chef's kiss segue like I think 
maybe a huge issue is like, I think we talked about it before, but the first month that we knew each other, we were completely over text because he was quarantining with his parents over the holidays. Open, vulnerable and caring. Like I didn't have to do any of the work. Like I, and like, that's the kind of, I'm like, you know, a person that wakes up at 6am and is always doing the work. Like I didn't have to do anything. And it was just so crazy. In the beginning, I was also like, oh my gosh, like calm down, stop texting me. But it was also, I think because he was so open and vulnerable, it allowed me to be in a way that I had never been in a relationship and especially like that quickly. And so, and it was, I don't know, it was just like a, another world. And he would be like so open, like every, not maybe not every day, but like I always knew where his feelings were. He was like, you know, I'm really feeling this. I'm really into you. And like all these different things. And like, I miss you, this and this and that. And I never had a question anything and and i'm not saying that like somebody can't be different from that or that Mm -hmm. like you know is going to be like that like you know i'm not always going to be like on and obviously maybe it's easier to be on like that over text which is maybe what we're going to get into in a second um but i just can't the way that he was like so into it like every day and just like so on with me like I just can't imagine that that's a front. Like, I just, I guess for me, I want to know, like, what, like, if he's going down this train track, like, what made him switch to the other track that it's not that anymore? Like, are you scared? Are you scared? Like, you know, yeah. or are you really not feeling this, which would be fine, which gets into the, like, the fuck yes, fuck no thing, which I'm very, like, you know, much a supporter of. Like, if you're not going to be, like, fuck yeah, I want to see this person, then, like, let's not do this. Like, I'm not interested in somebody that's, like, you know, like, so, so, like, I don't want a mediocre life. I want a fantastic, fun, and colorful life. And, like, right now, that's not what, like, I have with him. But it was that in the beginning, so I guess I'm just curious. I'd like to discuss it more to figure out what happened and to see if we can get back to that. Totally. And it'll be interesting to see, like, what kind of energy he brings to that discussion. You know, yeah. if he brings openness and, like, and like willingness to, you know, adapt. Or if he brings, like, defensiveness. Or if he brings, like, you know, shut down, like, male shut downedness. I guess women shut down all the time. Myself very much included. Shut downedness. But, yeah. Like, that'll, I feel like, be an interesting part of that, too. Like, just not wanting to talk about it, smoothing it. Again, I'm talking about my own old experiences, but just, like, acting like everything is fine and almost making me feel like I'm going to be – this doesn't sound like it will happen to you, Carlin, but, like, then making me feel like I'm kind of nutty if I bring this thing up because now we're hanging out and it's fine again. I don't know. It's – I'm thinking about also what we'll – chat about I just love that you captured it as like the train track switched and what happened that is the most universal early relationship question I feel I yeah and it's so frustrating because it feels unanswerable and it's not you're so smart you're a great reader of other humans like it doesn't make any sense sometimes too I feel I don't know if you feel that way Carla but that's like how I would I'm a decent read like what what went on here you know yeah I feel like I, I just don't, when anybody, like any person in life, whether it's like a friend or a coworker, like somebody like that chooses to make things hard when it affects, when it affects another person, because like at this point, like for him, like 
are, are you even having fun? Like, that's what I want to ask him. Like, what are you even getting out of this? If it's like, you know, such a pain to like, you know, fit me into your schedule or whatever. But I, I just feel like when I generally don't like it when people <laughs> like have like their problems or like issues and then like put them in your lap and it's like, oh, do you mind dealing for like with this for me? And they'd be like, what about this fucking face makes you think that I want to do that? Like, I feel like, like, please, God, let this be the last time that I ask someone, like, do I look like the person that wants to get fucked with? Because I don't. I don't know. There's nothing about me that says, please fuck with me and make things difficult for me. Like, and I've only been straightforward from the beginning. So, like, why you feel to, why you feel the need to, like, be on that track is confusing to me, but I would love for somebody to explain it. I think that's the other thing. Like I can be, I can sit here and have like all the emotions in the world and like figure out how I'm actually feeling. And I take the time and I do that work so that I can communicate clearly with someone. Um, But then when there are people that don't do that, that don't have like that emotional intelligence, I guess, like I, I just feel, I just feel like I don't have time for that. And I can't tell if that's him because he was so good and like open in the beginning, almost to the point that I like don't know how you could like fake that. And so just trying to figure out like what that is, because like that dude is like worth the work. (laughs) Chicago, Mr. Old Fashioned, not so much. But like if there's something there about like what's going on in his life or like with his family, that's like making things difficult, like. Let's talk through it because I read this quote because I love quotes by this poet that said, um, she says, I don't want to look back in five years time and think we could have been magnificent, but I was afraid. In five years, I want to tell of how fear tried to cheat me out of the best thing in life and I didn't let it. And I thought that was like, I feel like that's just so my energy. Like when I do things like this, like even if it doesn't work out, like, fuck fear like it is not gonna win today like I'm gonna say whatever I need to say and like confront this person like even if it's not gonna amount to anything we're not gonna be together like I need to just battle fear so like the next time it comes around like it gets easier and easier and easier like I don't want to cower into this this person that's just like you know oh right like he you know it didn't work and I was scared but I could have said anything like I, I I don't want to do the whole like oh well what if I had you know what if I had just said like I'm just gonna say it because also in movies when people like just don't tell each other how they feel like oh my gosh just say it they're right there um and so I feel like and I I don't think it has the energy of like you know oh always giving somebody like a second chance or a third chance like I think people do need chances because not everybody is going to be like on that level of like these are my emotions and I want you to know them. And this is how I feel. Like I would say the majority of people aren't like that actually. Um, But yeah, if I could just battle fear in this instance and continue to battle it for the rest of my life, because I'll have to, then I'm going to fucking do that work. It's such good work. Like the amount of time, like no regrets, whatever. Of course I have a million regrets in my life. But when I think specifically about the dating I did in my 20s I was so I cowered always from just having the conversation and then that ends up you know actually wasting time even if you get the answer you don't want and I think it's like it's so much harder to do than even you know 
we all listening to this podcast about dating probably think we've all done a version of it or not done it. It's so scary and hard and vulnerable, but like that is that is the move when you're dating any relationship. Like just fuck fear, ask, like get vulnerable and get clarity because then yeah. everything gets better, even if it doesn't in that immediate moment. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. It's like. I have no, I, I have no, there's no part of me that's like an adrenaline junkie, but like, I feel like it's, there's something similar to like bungee jumping or something like that, yeah. where it's like, there's fear, but the relief you feel or like skydiving shit, shit that I will never do. And I actually think it's insane to do. So it's not the best. <laughs> no, I, I get why people do it, but like the, the uh, anticipation of the moment is the worst part. But, like, you get this release from actually being – but from actually saying what you feel. And, like, yeah. if you can just get through, like, the, the little bit of fear – I'm saying this as a, like – because I regret never doing this when I was younger, ever. <laughs> like, the fear kept me from, like, what would then have been the relief of, like, knowing. Mm-hmm. And so now I still have – there's still like people I had crushes on where I'm like, I'll never know how they felt. They didn't like me. But you know, you <laughs> never know. <laughs> Those were purely like people I had crushes on who like I was friends with who just did. They just absolutely didn't like me. But you know, also I'm going to marry one of those people. So you don't actually ever know. That's so true. That's Liza. so true. Whoa. Although he didn't have a crush. Her. Carlin so. knew she, but she has the site. Car- <laughs> Carlin knew before Jeff and I knew because the thing is, is he definitely did not have a crush on me when I had a crush fair. on him. So That's it's fair. not the most applicable, but sometimes the, the intuition is correct. Um, all right. Fair. Well, great update. We will, um, you know, proud of you for, for saying the things you feel and, and, mm-hmm. you know, con- not confronting that's not the right word but being like we're we're gonna figure this out together you're not just gonna like disappear or like just be a a, like flaky person to me like I'm not okay with that like I think it's just very impressive to be like that's not how you treat me sir um (laughs) let's take a quick break and then we're gonna be back with some listener questions that are related to this similar a, a similar topic sort of tangentially or not but we'll make them related all right, and we are back in action. We have two lovely um, questions and attached text conversations from two different listeners in the secret Facebook group that we got permission to read. I just like to say that always because I'm afraid of being an asshole. Um, so I will read this first one. Okay. I've been seeing this guy for about two months now, and I do really like him. I'm not sure exactly how I feel after this text conversation. As background, I had texted him the night before while drinking, saying I really liked him and was thinking about him, and asked how he felt about me, and he said it was a more sober conversation. We really only hang out once, maybe twice a week, and have slept together a few times, but no sleepover, really. I just wanted to determine his level of interest in me and vibe check if he was sleeping with or dating other people, which I I didn't really get there, so she didn't really get that response. I don't mind spending a little more time getting to know him and um, if he can get there, but I'm also not trying to get played or have him actually be sleeping with a bunch of other people in a pandemic. Thoughts? Super relatable already, but now we will read the text conversation. Liza, I will be our lovely listener and you will be him. Potential fuckboy. Okay. Hey, I want to follow up about last night and see how you're feeling. 
hey, thanks for not making me triple text. So I'm very bad at expressing my emotions and I'm relatively guarded as a person because I've been hurt fairly bad in the past. That said, I'm very cautious emotionally and it takes me a lot to really open myself up to someone. I really enjoy spending time with you and like you as a person. I do find myself thinking about you through the week. However, I'm not 100% there yet emotionally. That doesn't mean I can't get there or won't, just that I'm not there yet. Does that make sense? I really appreciate you opening up and sharing that with me. It makes complete sense. I'm sorry you've been hurt in the past. I have too, so I know that me saying I wouldn't hurt you isn't something that will resonate with you right now. However, I will say that I do like you, and I'm currently not talking to anyone else. I'm not in a rush or trying to pressure anything by any means. I just more wanted to see where your head was at and see if we're on the same page. Smiley emoji. Thanks for understanding. Yeah, this is why I wasn't trying to get into it last night. Ha ha. I'd like to continue the way things are going. Smiley emoji. Okay. I think that's a very reasonable interaction. Yeah. Carlin, I'm curious about your thoughts because you haven't seen this at all yet. I guess I th- thought there would be more. I guess I I I would not feel like full. I would mm. feel like I thought that was I feel like we ordered the appetizer and didn't come yet. Yeah. So I guess I feel like it wasn't resolved. Like I guess I I like that the given circumstances were like set up and that is good but like how he says at the end like i'd like like how to continue how things are going like well how are they going right now like what are like what are we doing like yep so like you know <laughs> right yeah right no and i have an update to this but i'm not going to share it quite yet okay. um i'm with you carlin i think my first gut impulse is like man, you are doing more of the heavy listening, lifting to our listener a little bit. Like you knew where you were. You brought it up. You brought it up while drinking. He didn't reply super well. So you brought it up again, which like even just taking that step, I don't know if you felt any like, oh, I was just texting because I was drinking. But basically you're, you're just sharing how you feel. And I think that's great. He then in his first long paragraph seems to be like giving some context and being legitimate and appropriate or not appropriate, like responding to you, taking care to respond to you, writing. It's When you look at the text, it's a very long text. That's all really great. He's not blowing you off. But then, to your point, Carlin, after the next interaction where you kind of raise the stakes to get a little more clarity, he doesn't ask, answer your question about not seeing other people. He says, I'd like to continue how things are going. And this, I feel like, is an example of, you know, something I just feel like is a theme pandemic or not, but I, I'm really more and more feeling like it's exacerbated by this pandemic. Like, this being really like, I'm not saying this is the situation here, but someone sharing some vulnerability and emotions to keep you in their life, but not actually addressing the vulnerabilities and emotions you've shared with them in any kind of direct way. And it feels pen pally. It feels like, where's the action? Actions speak louder than words. That's, that's like the theme of this to me. And yeah. yeah. And also the like, Ugh, this is such a problem with text communication in general, which I think is really relevant to pandemic dating, which is like you can't it's it's in some ways it's nice because you have everything in like text form. You can re-reference it and look at it and like analyze which questions he asked and answered and which you didn't. But it's also really hard to follow up on stuff or to like ask to deep dive into anything because it can feel too much to be like okay just to reiterate like I want like in person you'd be like okay yeah but like are you seeing other people like that's really what I'm asking Mm -hmm. but over it's harder to 
ex- obviously explore nuances over text and also harder to like follow up on something if somebody evades a question, I think. Yeah. Whereas in person, I think it's harder for people to skirt those questions in the first place. And it's easier for you to be like, wait, but you didn't really answer my question. Yeah. The skirting of questions, the skirting of lack of clarity. Like this is what I think maybe I was the one who's like, let's read these. Like it's just like thematically uh, was very present in a lot of my dating life and with really nice men who weren't total assholes. It's just this like rather than just addressing it. And again, I wasn't even ever as direct as this listener was, especially, you know, the other comment that resonated with me was like, I don't want to put pressure on you or, you know, that disclaimer, which I think is honestly okay to have because I would appreciate a disclaimer like that too. But actually you're at this point, two months in, you're allowed to ask that without that disclaimer as well. Like, I think it's fine that you included it, but I think most everyone, again, listening to this podcast has felt afraid. We've had so many questions about this. Like, I don't want to be the pushy girl, but like F that. It's okay to want clarity on where you stand with someone. Yeah. I think if somebody is penetrating you, you can be as pushy as you want. Like, yep. I I think, and I think I still need to learn that myself too. Like I, I, I hate the way that I and I think we as women like censor ourselves because it's like okay but I don't want to be to come off like as like the clingy girl or whatever or like you know that's super needing I just want to be like I sometimes like I just want to be like you know the cool like you know whatever it's like you know it's this but also like if I'm doing this kind of work for you and especially in a pandemic like (laughs) allowing you like certain like access level like I fuck yeah, I'm going to put this pressure on you because I'm looking out for number one, which is still me. Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And like, it's it's also, well, I get the appeal of being the cool girl and I've felt that pressure myself and like even still do sometimes. It's actually like so much cooler to be, I sound like a fucking guidance counselor being like you know what's cool saying no to drugs these these glasses are really doing it too for this particular (laughs) (laughs) we made you the screenshot um i bought some 80s 1980s serial killer glasses (laughs) which i love them but in this moment like just as soon as you started talking i was like this was like really perfect (laughs) i just wish you had shoulder pads on so twisted (laughs) um but it is so much cooler to like be honest mm-hmm. like I, I just feel like who do we like on reality tv shows and who do we who are we drawn to in life and who do we who do we gravitate to like who is fucking who do we in life think of as like badass it's all people who are like confidently themselves yep. and it's really fucking hard but like if you're not the cool girl you don't need, you know, it's 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 really tricky. It, the trickiest part of it is in romantic relationships because we've all been conditioned. Like there are a million depictions of like the crazy, needy, like over the top, emotional, like nagging woman. And there's not a lot of depictions of just like cool, confident women who like ask for what they want and like don't accept less than that like that's just not in a lot of movies and tv shows because it's not that interesting because there's less drama with that but like it's so okay well everybody knows my feelings on this that's what's cool kids (laughs) (laughs) and the update was 
by the way, kicked the man to the curb because he was indeed seeing other people and threw lame around lame excuses not to see me again. Like, really good for you to the listener. Like, here's the thing. And this is just what I want to pull out. And again, I'm sorry that it's always like centered on my own experiences. But something I used to do when I would rationalize, like especially like two months into something, exchanges like this or certain needs that weren't being met. I'd be like, well, but look, he just texted me this long thing. Or, but look, he replied at all. He's still replying to me. And like, I think it's really good to check in with yourself on like, but am I, are my direct questions about if he's seeing other people being answered or just are my like needs, wants, again, they don't have to be like, I was gonna say Romeo, but what a terrible example. You know, they don't have to be Prince Charming, also terrible. Royals, we hate them. I don't know. They don't have to be perfect in everything at first. But if you're like basic, if you have this thing that you're trying to gather from them and they're not willing to, you know, share anything with you at all, like, yeah, fuck if they've responded. Fuck if they've even spent what looks like, you know, 20 minutes to craft a response to you. If they're not actually responding to you or caring about you, again, this is just me yelling at my younger self. Like, it's not worth it. Um, because this guy clearly spent a bunch of time crafting a text and definitely liked you and was having fun with you, but was seeing other people and he couldn't just share that. Like he was allowed to be seeing other people. He couldn't be honest with you. So good riddance. Thank God you didn't end up with the guy who can't be honest with you. I, I'm sorry. Just got on a soapbox. Well, it's like that soft boy shit. You yeah. know, it's like it's like that one. Carlin, have you heard the term soft boy? No. It's not like so in use anymore. <laughs> But I feel like when we were like when the term fuck boy first came on the scene is very much when like Kimmy and I both had like some fuck boy shit happening. And then the term soft boy kind of was a like a subheading of fuck boy, which is a soft boy is basically a fuck boy who shares his feelings. Mm -hmm. So you don't realize he's a fuck boy. And it's like. It's funny because it's it's reductive of that type of person, but I think it does speak to a certain type of male who, like, does – it's not like he's a dick. It's just he's still not putting you first. Like, that's, I think – you know, this this guy, I think – yeah, it's like he's clearly not a sociopath. <laughs> he's like – but he's not telling you that he's dating other people, and you're asking. So it's like he's ask, – you're asking. He's not answering. It doesn't matter if he's being, you know, like being nice in this one respect. Yeah. But it's interesting to have had the like, we read it. I didn't know the update. I hadn't seen the update she posted. So I had like, so you read it and then you have the thoughts and then you read the update. Like, it's interesting to, because my first impulse is like, oh, he's trying and this is really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to get down on, like, and especially, and it, women do it, too. I've done really crappy things, too. Oh, I've fucking done this, and I've been a monster about it um, in ways that have hurt people. Yeah. So the next one I think we should do, I th- it's like this, it's a similar thing happening way earlier, and just of, like, how do I, re- how am I supposed to read this text versus what happened in real life? Um, so, Liza, should we jump in? Sure. Do you want me to read? Do you want me to read yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Go for it. I'll read it. Okay. Um, Help, please. We met up on Saturday and it went well. We stayed at brunch for two hours. Then on Monday, he said he'd initiate the next date since I asked him to brunch and I've heard nothing back regarding another date. 
We've texted this whole week after work, but we're using, but we're both busy during the day and are not great at at replying. So it's only a few texts back and forth in the evenings. And to be honest, I'm getting bored of how we communicate with each other through text since we seem to get to know each other much better in person. But there's no sign of that happening. He said, it's a stressful week to hit targets for the month. So I get made. So I get maybe he's just stressed and doesn't really want to focus on planning a date, but should I just let it go? Okay, now we're going to the text, and I'll be our lovely listener. Um, oh, that's cool. You could do that. I had the worst schedules with science class. We were never able to have days off like some other majors and kind of tighten it, but uh, we all pretty much knew each other, but that also meant everyone was in your business. Ha ha. No, this whole week is going to be bad. I'm sorry. Brownie face. Also, just letting you know that if you want to go out again, you have to ask since I initiated our first one. Girl with hand holding up hair emoji, crying with tears, uh, laughing with tears Like emoji. it's being said jokingly. <laughs> yeah. But also. Yeah. But yeah. also. That's right. But also like, Carla, it's right. your turn. <laughs> and he loved that text. He, yes, that's important. He loved. Huh. He hearted it. And then he said, I don't like people in my business. Haha. <laughs> this week is what separates the men from the boys, we say. Crying, laughing face emoji. I think we're missing some context here in the specific conversation, but anyway, I'm him again. Yeah, I think it's about their majors and yes. their schools. And yeah. And then I'm him again. Don't you worry. I will fully initiate it on my end this time. Like flirty smiley face, like peaceful smiley face. But basically, TLDR, like, are you going to ask me out? Like, absolutely, I'm going to fucking ask you out. And so the question is just like, Again, what's being said to me on text and all the texting we're doing isn't matching up with like what I want to be doing in real life with this person if it's going to go anywhere. Okay, so how so they had the in-person date and he was like, "Yes, I'm going to schedule another one." And then how many days passed of like them talking after work but not that much because he a had whole to week targets. It was a okay. Saturday date. A week, yeah. Monday, he said he'd initiate the next date since he asked. She asked him to brunch. Texted the whole week after work, so it's like it's the next weekend, basically. Okay. I mean, yeah, I would be like jazz. Like he's he's gonna do it, right? Yeah, and I also think you like this listener like firmly put the ball in his court like there was no like unclarity what there was no what's the opposite of clarity there's no confusion (laughs) about um so yes love her she like yeah and made a joke killing don't ever stop doing that do that for the rest of your life as long as it takes (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, and I think that's all great, right? And a lot of people in the comments and our impulse – I have an update on this one too. Um, our impulse is like, yeah, Ooh. he sounds busy. It's been a week. Like, yeah, cool. But I feel like this listener has a good sense of things and just like in her gut was feeling a little bit like he said he would do something he hasn't. I'm mentioning it again. He's not being direct about scheduling a next time with me. Like I do really think – People who really like you are going to want to see you in person again. And I know the pandemic complicates that, but this is an interesting example where we're like, great, he's going to schedule it. And then when I asked her if we could read this, she had an update. And um, 
she said, I'm attaching the last messages I sent so you can see how it ended. I guess he wasn't actually as interested as he said. Good thing I never saved his number. LOL. I'm with you, girl, except I used – that's how I ended up going on a date with someone. Carlin, my, my first date with Tony for this podcast, date 13, I thought I was meeting someone else because I hadn't saved numbers in my phone. So – Super. So I actually am pro saving numbers, but I, I hear you because I used to also not save numbers as long as possible to not get attached. Same. Oh my God. Like it's so weird. The psychology. <laughs> anyway, so it's clear from the top of this conversation that um, he, there were attempts for other plans and he's like, it's all good. Like I said, I have that birthday thing. So I don't know if I'll be able to squeeze it in. And then oh, I feel like the next text is, sorry, Liz, I'll just kind of sum these up. But the next text yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, that's at eight, right? Like, she's basically like, okay, well, here's a legitimate time. I think we could both meet up. And then I really like this. It's like our theme of our text. She didn't, she didn't just like let him ignore the last text about plans. She, she wrote, I also want to be honest with you. It seems like you're really busy, which I totally get. Work sounds stressful right now. It also seems like you're not really motivated to make plans with me, even though you've told me you're interested. It's hard to get to know someone when three go- weeks go by in between dates. Oh, yes. Sorry. Three weeks later. I'd like oh. to get you to know you better, but I don't want to keep being the one to bring up plans or checking in to see if you're free. And that's how it ended. So, I mean, I just – Fuck yeah. Even though it's three weeks in, like, I really appreciate just fucking saying your, saying your piece because, like, what we just talked about, then you know. He doesn't reply to that. Oh, you have your answers so clearly. Yeah. Though it sucks. Sorry, I'm not trying to be insensitive. No, it's tough, but it's badass to just be like, hey, this is what I mean. It's it's, it's similarly badass to the text you sent, Carlin. Of like, we got to, you know, this is how I'm feeling. We got to figure it yeah. out. Like, now you can respond to me with like the energy you want to bring right. into this. And one thing about Mr. Old Fashioned that I forgot to say, he did say, um, He's like, generally, I'm happy to talk like about us and I would love to hear what you have to say. But like right now, I just can't make it a priority because like the thing that was happening with his family. So I guess it's like nice to have that like yeah. intention stated. But I think what's the thing about the your listener to me that is just so frustrating because like when and even with Mr. Old Fashioned, but like any guy and maybe I feel like my emotions very intensely but I think like also I and maybe this is rare but like when I like someone like I like them like if it Mm. especially if the first date or whatever date whatever number it is it goes well I'm already thinking like okay yeah I could do Tuesday let's do Tuesday like it doesn't I'm not saying that people don't need time to like get back to you but I think I think there's a line between like, you know, having that interest, but it's like, you know, actually having the intention and then like how much I think what it boils down to me. And I think the frustration I feel for Mr. Old Fashioned is like dating me is you making time for me in your life. Like that's, that's all it is, dude. Like that's, that's the only way that it's going to be. I'm not asking to be like priority number one over everything because like we haven't known each other that long for that to actually be like the case but I gotta rank there somewhere I can't like be at the bottom and like mm-hmm. only see you if it's like this less listener like every three weeks and like you know you're still gonna, like it, I just I always think that's interesting when guys are like that and I guess it's fine if they're seeing other people but I feel like when a guy says like oh I'm interested it's like but are you like I don't say that I'm interested in someone unless I'm interested in them and I'm like ready to go like let's let's 
do this. And I don't mean marriage. And I think sometimes guys think that it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, <laughs> I'm interested, but like, let's slow the roll. And it's like, right. But me being willing to go all in is just me. I will make time for you because that's what it takes. Like, that's what's the point of like being in the car and not going anywhere. Like, then I'm just yeah. going to get out of the fucking car. Same. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. As I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking about, like, I think two weeks ago or last week, we had a, not a similar question, but something where I was like, give this guy a chance, you know, like, don't write him off. Because I remember that, you know, because of this podcast and just, like, wanting to go on lots of dates and knowing I, if I got into grad school, I'd probably be moving to the opposite coast. I was closest to any of this kind of behavior myself when I was dating Tony and he talks about it and he's like you would go this song without like making a plan with me and it was shitty of me and I think it took like it's just another lesson of like he brought that up to me and then I realized oh I can't be fucking around because I really like him so bringing I guess this is not really super well thought out, but Carlin, you bring up like having these talks. Same with these listeners, like saying your piece. Like it, it will, it, it is a good test. For me, it like got me out of my own way because I was just kind of, I agree that I, I wasn't doing this with any of the other dates. That's the thing. I was going on first dates because I liked one person, you know. I was going on a couple other second dates, but it's, if I'm in the car, I'm in the car. Um, I think, you know, I, if I was like, quote unquote, dating like a man, um, mm-hmm. if that's what this podcast was for me, I felt like I was dating more than one person at a time, which was new for me and what a lot of men I had dated were doing. I think maybe sometimes if I'm giving men or women who date like this, like a lot, the benefit of the doubt, maybe they're just in the habit of dating a lot of people and it, like afraid to commit. So you do need to bring it up, you know, or maybe they're afraid to commit for other reasons or I'm, I'm babbling now, but I guess I'm just trying to understand the other side of it. But I really think when you have this kind of, it's not really an ultimatum, but a, Hey, are you into this or not? And they don't reply well, you've got your answer. That sounds obvious, yeah. but you've got it. Yeah. What are other takeaways as a wrap up of our texting and digital absenteeism? <laughs> conversation (laughs) i'm trying to think of the right the right like phraseology i think what's interesting is like some of the the good things about these texts from these guys that were like oh like oh my gosh like heart the heart thing he loved it um like i think we take that as like the action like when we say that actions speak louder than words i don't think that's like i think what i'm learning here is like that's not actually an action it's just the talk Which, I mean, obviously it is because it's texting, but there's something about texting because, like, it's not just, like, words in the air. It's words on my phone so I can refer back to it. He liked, he loved this this message and he used that emoji. Like, I have it right here. Like, these are the actions. And I think, like, those, (laughs) which really sucks for me because I'm relying on a lot of those for Mr. Old Fashioned. But, like, you know, um those aren't the actions. Like, that's, like, like, that's not the meat that's, like, going to get you through, like, this whole situation that's like it's barely even like you know parsley on a dish like you know it's 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 not enough yeah yeah 
It's like the Fuck. lemon juice squirt. Yeah. It's like a lemon juice squirt. But I don't think you, okay, we, we, this is our theme, Carlin, but like, I don't think you have to be like, fuck, because like, it's all different. I feel like you just yeah, can't know. These three things are not They're the same. Different. They're all different. Yeah. But like when, but I think that yeah. the general takeaway you just put together is really important, yep. which is like, text is text and action is action. And like being like any of these scenarios with bad texting doesn't mean that it won't trans, like. Texting being bad doesn't necessarily mean the action won't be there. It's just like the meaning we're all placing on text, especially now when we're isolated, is high, higher than normal. And it's important to like take a step back. This is my takeaway from our yeah from our digital absenteeism yeah. conversation. I'm making I'm trying to make it happen. I mean, I don't know. I felt like all three things we talked about lightly related to this or just so so relatable not to just use the same words over and over um I don't know I just if the other takeaway is like you're not alone this is all so weird and text makes texting just is so complicated and weird and like uh, yeah I I feel like you both blew my mind in talking about how like just the fact of referring back to something, even in friendships, even in someone not replying, there's just so much more weight when you can go back and check it. Yeah. And yeah. God, and it's like, time stamped and you know, it's the whole, yeah. and you can screenshot it. Like it's just, I feel like we said it gets like entered up. into evidence. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would, I so like ladies and gentlemen of the jury refer to exhibit. Yeah. I mean, like okay. a, it's the housewives reunion, you know, bring out the receipts, <laughs> Monique on, <laughs> but don't like, like honestly I'm totally that person like so in my like I have a uh like a Mr. Old Fashions notes and I've like written wrote down everything and then I like put the screenshots in there because I was like I it's like I'm preparing my I'm not a lawyer so this is probably deposition like I don't know like my <laughs> argument like I'm like ready for court and I'm like opening my briefcase and I'm like that lawyer lady for the undoing she was very good I was so like good. sad that she like that he was a murderer because I was like, oh, but your lawyer's so good. Um, Do you know she was the original Hermione in the West End of the Harry Potter place? Really? Blew my Lots mind. Crazy. Me Blew my mind. She's Shout so out to her. Um, oh, she's so good. Those fucking British actors, yeah, man. They, they know. know they know how to do it. Um, yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah, and I totally do the whole evidence thing. And really, like, I, I blame Whitney Houston and... <laughs> Her drug addiction, which is like, let me see the receipts. Because that's every time when I'm like in an argument, it's like, and I've got the receipts and I've got the timestamp. So don't tell me that I'm crazy. Um, And like, as if I just hate to like be in that mindset. But then also like, would I have to do that if like dishonesty existed? Uh, Probably not. Yeah. We were all just vulnerable. Probably wouldn't. Yeah, or if we all could, like, clearly communicate about our needs and our feelings where we're at. You know, like, if we could just be like, this is how I feel. How do you feel? Okay, we feel differently. Or we feel the same. You know? Yeah. 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 God. Emotions. They're the worst. (sighs) They suck. But also, they're They're good. good. But also, I'm tired of having them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, can I just have a day? Like, songs? Yeah, like, truly. Yeah, this is why... She smokes weed. Um, <laughs> and she is me. Sorry, fam. Spoiler alert. She is me. I'm talking about me. It's me. Oh. oh. 
or drinks wine. You know, insert insert, insert. activities. Some pe- for some people it's running. Oh, wow, gross. Pamwa, not here. She is not. I'm me. sitting next to. I'm sitting next to the piece of exercise equipment that I own that I haven't used in three weeks. Maybe maybe longer. Um. Well, anyway, guys. I think I feel like we we really uh, got to something. Here. I do too. I don't know. We did it. Thank you, Carlin. Thank you for sharing and being here and bringing your wisdom. I feel like we haven't like gotten to something on an episode in a minute. And this feels good. Yeah. Let us know good. if that's true. Anyone yeah. listening? I feel very accomplished. Like I feel like I don't need to do like my job tomorrow, like my because <laughs> I did so much work today. We did, we did it. it. Already did it. Doing Check. the work. <laughs> um. All right, guys. Well, I we love you, listeners, and we will be back soon with more apps, more guests, more Carlin, more consumption. Yes, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Carlin, for being here. Thank you all for being little gems in our lives. And go on a date if go you want to date. date. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.